This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Hey, Michael Zuber with his co-host, Happy. Yes, uh, 10 weeks now. Happy year, 10 weeks old. Cool. Uh, so folks, this is the Daily Financial News. This is something we do every day. It is Sunday, September 5th. And what we are going to talk about today is the petrodollar. And we're going to talk about some modeling of success that I've seen. But before we do that, we need to congratulate Yemi. Yemi, congratulations for getting your deal done. Uh, your card will be in the mail today, which actually probably means Tuesday uh, because uh, no mail today, no mail Monday, Labor Day. So, yeah, congratulations. Also want to call your attention, uh, yesterday, Saturdays typically are not very busy on my channel, but I did put out what I call the most important video. It's actually a video where the title starts, most important video, so it should be really obvious. That is not a clickbait title. I believe that video could very easily be the most valuable video I have done of the 4,000 videos in the last two or three years. It is basically a video that highlights what I have been trying to talk about, get in the game. 30-year debt, cash flow day one, and then time in the market beats timing the market. In that real quick example, you see how the lumberjack house hacked his first, or I think it was his second duplex. He gets on the property ladder any way he can, and then lo and behold, he does a cash out refi about 18 months later, and then he goes back and refis it again at year 10. If you ever need actual evidence of the power of what I'm trying to help and model with one rental at a time, that video, that video is it. And you will hear him talk about an orange Lamborghini. Yes. Can you imagine the lumberjack in an orange Lamborghini? And if you really pay attention, the last 60 seconds of that video is hilarious. Let's just say lumberjack was challenged turning the video off. Uh, so go ahead and take a look at that. Again, lots and lots of fun. And then tomorrow it is Labor Day and I want to do something special for you. I'm going to do another live stream tomorrow at 9 a.m. I don't normally do them, but hey, it's Labor Day. It's a day of celebration. Every day Saturday for me, so why not do another live stream on Monday and pretend it's Saturday? So why not? Uh, so we will do that. Uh, as we get started, do you know what year... Labor Day started. Any guess? Why don't you give it? Why don't you uh, take a minute to guess, and uh, I will answer it. Uh, I guess I'll answer it at the end of this episode. Uh, over the last week or so, I have been getting some emails and uh, IG messages and some YouTube comments about the Petro Dollar. Uh, the Petro Dollar. Yes, I do mean another Q and A at 9 a.m. tomorrow, Monday, not today, Monday. Yes, keep the guesses going, folks. Uh, I love the participation, so thank you for that. Uh, but back to it. I've been getting calls to talk about the petrodollar. Uh, there is a very popular uh, YouTube ch channel that is uh, talking about the petrodollar and ultimately uh, 
near as I can tell, he is calling for something major to happen in the next 30 days, which is amazing, right? A lot of these YouTube channels never make a call. Uh, and on this particular channel, he is highlighting that he expects something to happen in the next 30 days, which means this month, this month, September. So I will certainly be looking for that. Uh, I actually spent, I don't know, probably a couple of hours on this. The petrodollar is something I have not looked at since getting my econ degree decades ago. So I had to go back and do some research. Uh, I got a lot of data here. So let's just walk through it. So if you don't know what the petrodollar is, it is essentially an agreement that was created in the mid-70s where all oil being exported from oil-producing nations would be transacted in dollars. Right, That gives the dollar increased strength. It gives the dollar increased importance because everyone transacting, like if you're Japan, you got to take yen, convert it to dollar, and dollar to buy oil. If you're in China, Russia, Mexico, right? If you need oil, you must first take your currency, put it in dollars, and then go transact to buy oil, right? Gives, that's one of the strengths, why, one of the reasons the U.S. dollar is the reserve currency of the world, right? It the dollar is not backed by oil, which is often said. It's not backed by oil. It's not backed by gold. It's, it's a note, right? Uh, but it definitely gives the U.S. dollar strength. So it started way back in the 70s, mid-70s. Um, so that's where it started. Uh, the petro, it's often called the petrodollar, but it's actually U.S. dollars. There's not, a, there's not some magic currency, you know, the greenback here in, in the U.S. It's not orange somewhere else. They call it the petrodollar because all oil is purchased or transacted in dollars. It, it, they are U.S. dollars. Uh, some people don't get that. Uh, oil exporters uh, have very large U.S. reserves, and we will actually talk about that in a minute. Uh, I believe it's one of the reasons you won't see a collapse. But again, there's a channel calling for a 30-day collapse, so I'm going to be looking and watching just like you. Uh, I don't see it. I think the currency markets move a lot slower. And as I will get to at the end, I think there are some things that aren't discussed uh, when you're talking about the reserve currency of the world. Um, so we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, but it is very true. Uh, there have been countries, uh, oil-producing countries, that have stopped using the petrodollar. Uh, they have since moved on to other currencies. The most recent example occurred in 2017. So this idea... This loss of the petrodollar is not new. It has been talked about for quite a while. Uh, the country of Venezuela. Venezuela has actually stopped transacting in petrodollars. They now transact in either the euro or the yuan. Um, so again, these are, uh, it, is, it has occurred. And there are discussions with or between or at Iran, Russia, India, China, and yes, Saudi Arabia, about doing the same things. Uh, again, when you look at things like this and you look at these countries, I, I often ask a couple of things. The first thing I ask is I go look at their currencies, right? One of the reasons that Venezuela dropped the petrodollar is because their currency was um, not very stable. And basically, they were importing inflation because their currency was crashing and the dollar was stable. 
Same thing about Iran. If you don't know what's been going on in Iran lately, their currency uh, has seen a 45% inflation or devaluation in the last six months. Their currency is not stable. And just like Venezuela, they probably should get off the petrodollar because they are just importing inflation. Again, Iran, Venezuela, kind of the same story. China. China, second largest economy in the world by GDP, I believe. Um, you got to ask yourself, could the yuan become the reserve currency of the world? And I think the answer is big fat no. Uh, what the countries around the world want when they push comes to shove is the rule of law, dependency. When you think of China, I don't think you have that. You have command and control, single authoritarian leader. Uh, it does not... While the yuan has a deep enough pool, I believe, to be the reserve currency of the world, China is not run uh, in a way that most countries would have full faith uh, in transacting, at least entirely, in the yuan. Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia is interesting. They obviously have a very large pool of petrodollars, which we will get to in a minute. Uh, their dollar, their currency has actually been pegged to the dollar since 1986. That's like 34, 35 years. So again, their currency, unlike Iran, is very stable, uh, but it's done so on purpose, pegged to the dollar, uh, and don't see that changing. India is very interesting. Uh, India currency has been choppy of late. Again, uh, they've suffered uh, some pretty big hiccups in th this health crisis. Their currency, uh, not quite as um, volatile, or at least size and scale as Iran uh, but yes, it is um, still a, a currency that is all over the place. And why a volatile currency is a problem for people that think that USD will go away is think about a country that's going to convert their currency to the Indian rupee. If the Indian rupee has a 10% swing, either way, that either makes it more expensive or less overnight. That brings inflation. People want and use the USD or the US dollar because it is so stable. It moves percentage points, not dozens of points. To that end, Russia. First off, Russia doesn't like us. I think everybody should realize that by now. But like all the other currencies, the Russian ruble, I believe it is, uh, is very volatile with 12.57% swings just this year. Again, no chance of that becoming uh, the reserve currency of the world. And again, it makes perfect sense. If your currency is devaluating 12.5%, you don't want to buy in U.S. dollars because you are importing inflation. It just makes sense. Uh, then there's talk about Nigeria. I mean, that, their, their economy is so small, they've devalued their currency already. So really what you have is you have a lot of countries whose currencies are highly volatile and frankly going the wrong direction. They are beyond annoyed uh, that they are importing inflation every time they buy oil because their currency has to go to USD and then USD to oil, right? You see the uh, the movement there. And every time they do that, they are importing inflation because their currencies are very weak and very volatile. So of course, they are not happy with the USD being the petrodollar. But if you are a country producing oil, do you want a stable currency like the dollar? Or do you want Russian ruble or, you know, the, um, I don't know, I already forget all the other currency names. Do you want a currency that is stable like the dollar or do you want a currency where overnight you could lose 10% of your value? Again, if you are producing oil, you want stability. 
If you are a buyer, you want to buy in your currency, but that is not an option. That's what makes the petrodollar so interesting. Could the petrodollar eventually crack? Yes, absolutely. It is going to, is it going to crack in 30 days? I certainly wouldn't make that call. That is an awful aggressive call, but I'm going to sit around and watch just like you uh, because that will be something to watch and behold. Uh, again, I have not watched the petrodollar in detail for decades. Uh, this was just a collection of a couple of hours. And then lastly, just to talk about how big the reserves are at these other places, it is pretty amazing. Norway actually has the largest collection of petrodollars. One point, almost, let's just round it up. $1.2 trillion in petrodollars. That is 2.5 times their yearly GDP. That is not going anywhere. UAE, second largest pile of petrodollars, almost 700 billion. That is almost double their yearly GDP. That again is not going anywhere. Kuwait, $534 billion. That is 4X their GDP. As you can see, folks, oil producers have a deep pool. They have no, they don't want to see the dollar get weaker because it will hurt what they already own. It's kind of self-preservation. So again, just the last two since I had them down. Saudi Arabia, $494 billion, and Qatar, $328 billion. Then my last thought for you today is I've created my next book. I just got the cover. Um, pretty excited about it. I'm thinking about the success that those 15 investors have. And really what you see in the successful people, especially successful real estate investors, is they, they do their due diligence on potential men mentors or people they follow. That's one of the reasons you see that I do daily content on YouTube is I want you to check me out. You have 4,000 videos you can go back and watch. You have our entire 15-year journey behind me in one rental at a time. Once, you find, once they find a mentor, they, do, they are willing to pay for shortcuts for the roadmap and access. One of the things that I do a very poor job of talking about with my course, How to Get Started One Rental at a Time, is I do special things for the private Facebook group. We do a, a private live stream at 9 a.m. on Saturdays. Uh, I go to the Facebook group at least once a day. I'm also copying my experts every, uh, every time I can when they can answer questions. But yes, the course for $2.99 not only gives you access to me, uh, but most of my experts. And then finally, if you're going to spend the money, please focus, do the work, and engage in the community. The community that we have now for One Rental at a Time Works is almost a 1,000 strong. Do yourself a favor. Part of the 300 bucks you spend gets you access to this amazing group. Engage, introduce yourself, respond to questions, ask questions, celebrate together. And of course, smash the like button for happy. There's 43 people watching and only 10 likes. What's going on, folks? All right, everybody, have a wonderful day. Hopefully, in about 15 minutes, we will be speaking with Laura Morby, although I didn't connect with her and validate it, but I'm sure we will. Otherwise, have a wonderful day. It's Sunday, so I got to do my goals sheet and some other stuff. So take care of yourself. Bye.